0: rightfromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From the Deep. First, thank you to our Patreon sponsors. We love you and we appreciate you. We appreciate your encouragement and your financial help. You can find out more at patreon.com slash right from the deep, and that's
1: p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot right from the deep. And a special thanks to our June sponsor of the month, Bobby Uptograph. Yay! A very cool thing about Bobby is that she's been traveling to Honduras every year since 2000 to volunteer with Renacer, a ministry for children. One of the things they do is provide scholarships to abuse and abandon kids who are the poorest of the poor. Bobby's had the pleasure of watching these kids grow up in the Lord. Can you imagine working with these kids 22 years? It's just. An amazing thing, and she's seen them get an education and pursue careers and make a difference in their country. You can find out about how you can help with scholarships and their website at www.friendsofrenacer.net. That's friends of net. And I am going to be at the Florida Christian
0: Writers Conference. I'm very excited. That will be in Leesburg, Florida, October
1: 19th through 23rd. So I hope to see you guys there. And it's my turn to share the wonder, and it's really very easy to do so because I went to speak at the Northwest Christian Writers Renewal a couple days ago. I left last week, and some of the flowers and things were just like getting ready to bloom. And so I went off for a couple days, and I came back, and everything is unbelievably beautiful. My peonies, I mean, I can't even tell you, there are so many blossoms and they're huge. They're like the size of a dinner plate that it's weighted down and they're <laughs> on the ground. And the, the magnolia is blooming and my honeysuckle is blooming and there are hummingbirds all over it. It just reminds me over and over again, how just when you think things are dead and there's no hope for them, rebirth is right around the corner. And I love that about God. And now, here's the show!
0: Welcome, listeners. We're excited that you're joining us here in the deep. And Today, we're continuing our series about God. We are loving this series, you guys. We're, we're talking about knowing God better so we can trust Him and we can lean on Him. God gives us life and breath and energy everything else and that includes the stories that we share with others that's that's all about the truth that we have that sets us free from the world the bondage the decay the sin we have to know that truth and we have to know
1: God so today's first attribute is God is right on time he's never late is never early no matter what we think <laughs> we like god to work on our timeline and we like to tell god well father this needs to happen by all the while not realizing who we're saying this to god knows the exact right timing and i can guarantee you his timing is seldom our timing I just went, like I said in the in the introduction to today's show, I just went and spoke up in the Seattle area at a writer's conference. Well, not only was I speaking, I was doing the keynote speech that opened the conference. The very first thing everybody was going to hear. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> and so when I agreed to do this months ago, I was like, no big deal. I, I do keynotes all the time. I'm good with this. Every stinking time I sat down to write this thing, I'd sit there and I'd stare at the screen and I'd stare at the computer screen and I'd be like, I got nothing. Let's go garden. So (laughs) it just kept happening and kept happening. By the week before the conference, I was talking with God and I said, I really got to get this put down on paper. Um, We got to let this happen, Lord. So I came and I sat at my computer and yeah, my, my mantra, I got nothing. Lord, there's, there's just nothing there. Now, people had given me ideas all along the way, and I actually tried to build on some of those ideas and, and craft, a, craft a speech based on that, and it just didn't happen. So there I am. I'm in Seattle in my hotel the night before I'm to deliver the speech. (laughs) It was around 7.30 that night, and I was giving the speech at 9.30 the next morning. And I was sitting on the couch, and I was watching TV because I'd tried earlier and nothing happened. And I get kind of this spiritual tap on my shoulder, and all I, I get is this urge inside that it's like, now. I'm like, okay. I'm good. So I go and I sit at the computer and I, and I close my eyes and I just start laughing because God revealed to me, unfolded, that all of these things that I had tried to develop into a speech. We're all laying the groundwork from what he really wanted me to tell. And so when I gave this keynote, I said, okay, I I thought I might talk to you about and blah, 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 but that wasn't going to work. So then I realized I could talk to you about and blah, blah, blah. And so all of these previous ideas fed into the speech that I gave. I had so much fun talking about the process And the people listening had so much fun doing it. We were laughing, we were crying, and then I came to the thing that God had told me, this is the message I want you to give to them. And that's in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 2 and 3, selecting sections where God comes to Ezekiel and says, I have appointed you a watchman, and this is what I want you to do. Go to Israel, to this rebellious nation, and tell them this is what the sovereign Lord says. And I'm just laughing to myself because I'm like, that's what I'm doing, Lord. I'm telling him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And this is perfect <laughs> for writers. It just worked out so well. And I had so many people coming up and telling me how it blessed them. And I thought, and I actually said to them, you know, God knew what you needed. And he provided in his time and in his way. And for one of the first times in my life, I didn't worry about it. I just said, when you're ready, you'll pour it into me. And he did the timing was all up to God. If I'd gotten it too early, if I had started and and forced it and tried to make it come out, I would have figured it was all me and my great wisdom and what a terrific speaker I am. And yet, if it had been too late, I'd have been standing there facing these people and just, you know, (laughs) Lord, it, it would have been a terrible thing. But the timing was up to God and it was perfect. And all he asked of me was to be willing to wait on him and his timing. God will never be too late. He will never be too early. God is perfectly timed in everything he does for you and in you and through you.
0: I love that. The next attribute is God is our Father, I love that God revealed Himself to us in this relationship. God is obviously relational, and this is the relationship He takes with us. And I love that we all seem to have this like, built in. We have this longing to to connect, please, get in touch with our earthly Father or our Heavenly Father or both. I mean, God planted this, I know specifically for Him in there, but you can see it in our world. watching some design show contest or something. And the winner had, you know, not been receiving very much support from her family, specifically from her father. And so she ends up winning. And she says, I can't tell you how great it was to get that approval from my father, who was so excited and like cried when she won. And it was just this moment. And it just, it reminded me of how important that relationship is, us and father. But the The thing is, we don't have to win God's approval. We don't have to do anything to get it. God already loves us. He values us. He approves of us. He made us. He takes care of us. He carries us. I I think of it as like he has... Ownership almost of us, like I have kids, I I would go out of my way to help them with whatever they need. You know that's that's God. He teaches us us what's right. He disciplines us, and His love for us is like a father's. And I was reading just the other day in the message, this section from Jeremiah, and it's in um, chapter thirty-one. Listen to how this is paraphrased in the message. Oh, Ephraim is my dear, dear son, my child in whom I take pleasure. Every time I mention his name, my heart bursts with longing for him. Everything in me cries out for him softly and tenderly. I wait for him. This is God's feelings about us, his children. So as writers, I want to encourage us to rest in God's love, in his fatherness, in his approval, in his willingness to take care of us. We can untrust ourselves to him, and we don't have to take on the publishing industry by ourselves, or really at all. You know, we just have to go where God tells us, do what our father tells us, and rest in him, and let him fight our battles.
1: My next one is that God is self-sufficient. You know, I never really thought about this until I started doing some research. Scripture tells us in Psalm 24:1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Think about it. God has no needs. He can't improve. He's already perfection. In every single way, he is perfect. He created everything. He owns everything. Like Aaron just said, he has ownership of us. He has access to everything. God's stores will never run dry. God will never go to the shelves and they won't be overflowing with everything he has, his grace, his love, his mercy, every treasure, every cattle on every hill, nothing will run out with God. He is self-sufficient. We cannot add anything to who he is. He doesn't need us, but he asks us to partake with him in ministry, to take part in him by writing his truth for a darkened and lost world. He does it not because he needs us to do those things. He does it because he loves us. And he loves us so much that he wants to share us and the message through us with other people. And he loves them so much that he wants to share his truth in the way that only we can do it as writers and in telling our stories and the truths that we've learned about God. God has no needs. He is self-sufficient. And that tells us two very important things. Anything he asks us to do isn't for him, for his needs, but for ours. If he has come and said to you, I want you to write for me, it's what he knows is best for you. It's what he knows you need. Whether it's something you will encounter on that journey, whether it's something that will happen through your books, God knows. He asks us to do things for our own good not for his good for our own good and that's again because he loves us so much the second thing it tells us we can trust him to supply all our needs in every area of life if it seems like you're going down this path and you're doing all these things for him and something's just not happening or you need this or you need that god i need more reviews i need this i need that just stop Stop in the midst of feeling as though what you have isn't enough and look to the God who is more than enough. He will never run low on wisdom, on grace, on love, anything that exists. God has in abundance and he has told us that he will share that with us. But again, like I talked about at the very beginning, in the perfect time, he has you, your career, your family, everything in his hands and he will supply every need. Amen. The next thing I want to mention is that God
0: is our forgiver. He's the one who forgives. I was reading Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3, and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity. And that got me thinking, you know, we need to remember who we are at the core. We are actually sinners at the core. We're forgiven sinners, but we're sinners nevertheless. This is like the human condition, right? We like to make our own decisions and be our own God and decide what's best for us. This is what's been happening since Adam and Eve. You know what? The deal is, though, is that we sinned against God in all of this. Now, yes, we sometimes like we will sin by doing or not doing something to someone else. That's true. I'm not trying to minimize that that's hurtful and wrong to someone else. But ultimately, it is against God that we've sinned because he told us not to do that. And he told us how to live. But the deal is, is that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us and God forgives us. So why do I bring all this up? It's not to make us feel bad, but it's to help us live in the understanding of of who we are and where we would be without God. It's it's to help us live in meekness and in gratitude, and it's to encourage us in this profound truth of forgiveness that was offered to us, and we can offer that to our readers. These are the kinds of truths that we write about. This is the kind of hope that we want to offer, but we need to live in it. The more deeply that we live in it, the more deeply we can write about it. But you know, how can we do that if we don't meditate, if we don't take the time to to put it in our minds and our hearts. God is our forgiver. And two, I think that should lead us to forgive others. We, we've said this before, people are not perfect, and this industry is not perfect, and chances are very good that someone somewhere along the way is going to hurt you, and you will need to practice forgiveness. But if we use our Heavenly Father's example, that will help us to do
1: that. The next attribute is something that I've known for a long time, but it never really connected in my brain. One attribute of God that I especially appreciate is that God is funny. He seriously is. He has a sense of humor and a sense of irony that I absolutely admire. I, I mean all you have to do is look at creation. Look at critters like the platypus. <laughs> if God had no imagination and no sense of humor, he would not have created this thing. Look at the the dinosaurs, the way that they show they were created. Here's this enormous Tyrannosaurus Rex and these short little arms. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> God God must have had a really good laugh when he was creating the world and all the animals and all the different things that he did. But you know what? I've been researching Isaiah 43. I take a verse and I write it down and then I study that verse and look at all of the look at all the commentaries on it and I came across just a couple days ago Isaiah 43:9. This is what Isaiah says is the message of God. God says to everyone All of the nations that he's speaking to let everyone gather and all you who follow idols or other gods witness before everyone how they foretold something and how they told you the progression of a promise would happen that this would happen and then this would happen and then this. But the thing is. They can't do that because none of their idols, none of their false gods can either foretell the future or look back and say, back here, I told you this would happen and then this and then this, because they don't know the future. They don't know what's coming. Only our God can do that. And I found it absolutely hysterical that God was saying, yeah, you guys who believe these false gods and these idols, come and tell us, witness how they told you this would happen and then this and then this and they're all just kind of standing there looking (laughs) like they've been sucking on lemons all day long because they can't do it and then listen to this in proverbs 4 7 this is this just cracks me up it says the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom (laughs) 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 That just it made me laugh when i read that i thought i'm gonna make a new bumper sticker got wisdom And put it on my car. I love it so much. And then in 1 Samuel 5, 1 through 5, the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant and they placed it in the temple of their god Dagon. And later when they came to take a look at it, they found their idol fallen face down in front of the ark. Well, they picked up their god and brushed it off and set it there again. And the next day, (laughs) guess where their idol was? Face down on the ground with his hands and its head broken off. God wasn't having it, and he was making it very clear to them that he wasn't having it, and I bet you anything, he was laughing when he took that idol and smashed it onto the ground. What this teaches me is that I have to be careful not to take myself too seriously, that God created us, and he created our need for laughter, and he created our senses of humor. We need to be able to laugh at ourselves. We need to be able to laugh with others. We need to be able to see the humorous all around us. Because we need that kind of relief in the course of these very difficult days that we're facing. Our God has led the way for us. He has a sense of humor. He has a sense of irony. And we need to have the same as we follow him. Indeed.
0: The next attribute is that God is the great physician, God made us, right? He formed us in the womb and he knows every intricacy of how our bodies work. And guys, our bodies are marvelous, just marvelous, intricate machines. It's so amazing. Now, modern medicine is great, okay, but there's still so many unknowns. Like I have fibromyalgia. No one knows, you know, that's like a problem with my brain processing pain, but No one knows how that happens, why that happens. I've got like this new med that my doctor put me on a new medication for it. And I was reading about this medication and they're like, well, it does this, but we don't know why that works. (laughs) And I'm just like, that's scary. Okay. Um, I have chronic insomnia. I can't sleep. Why? That's unknown, people. That's just (laughs) straight up unknown. But God knows, God sees, and God does heal us. I mentioned earlier about Psalm 103, uh, verses 2 and 3, but I didn't read all of verse 3. It says, "'Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases.'" That's our God. Now, okay, sometimes He heals us quickly. You know, you might have a headache or a cold or some other virus and and it goes away. Or sometimes there's a miraculous healing. I've known people that this has happened to. The cancer uh, just disappears. Okay, that's good. That's great. It's a miracle. Sometimes he heals slowly. I had mono in college and it took weeks to recover from. But sometimes our healing, it isn't realized until heaven, right? Maybe he brings us home through the illness or disease. Or sometimes we struggle with chronic issues until heaven. Like I said, I have this fibromyalgia. I still have chronic fatigue episodes and insomnia But while we live, He gives us grace to cope. And in our weakness, He's shown strong and He gets the glory. Now, someday, guys, we'll have a new and glorious body with no pain and no weariness and no problems. But for now, we trust. We just trust. And I know there's a lot of writers out there suffering from medical issues. You can check out some of our previous episodes because we talk to a lot of writers who do struggle with this, and they have great words of wisdom and great encouragement. But remember that your chronic issues or your sudden issues are no surprise to God. And he will walk with you through it. He will. He will never leave you. And he knows every molecule in your body. He knows every hurt and every worry. And he, as your great
1: physician, will take care of you. Isn't it good to know that this God that we've heard about all our lives, this God that we've decided to trust for our salvation— But there's so much about him that we still can learn. We humans have a habit of taking people for granted, of loving people, but we see them all the time. And so we don't think much about who they really are and what really moves them and what really makes them you know, how special they are. And yet we can do that with God. We can sit down and we can look in the scripture. We can talk to God and learn from him about who he is and the many attributes. So as you listen to this podcast and as you think about it later, ask him to show you what facet of his personality, what characteristic, what attributes. he wants you to think about and ponder on today and then do it because I'll tell you there's nobody who's more worth your time Amen Amen Thanks for joining us today you can find previous episodes and more resources at writefromthedeep.com and I bet you know someone who needs this podcast so please share it with them so until next time embrace the deep your writing and your life will never be the same